Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, and Dom. Hello! And the film we're looking at this time is the 1985 film Legend, starring Tom Cruise, Mia Sarah, Tim Curry, lots of, well, I was about to say lots of others, there are lots of others, but we'll we'll explain that, we'll have a look at that in Roll Call. Dom, as this is Lucky Dip, this is your film, why did you choose it, and what's the memories behind it, and what was the reason for it? Yeah, always uh, always an honour and a privilege to be able to choose a film for the pod and um, yeah, took the opportunity to step out of our usual 1980s genre and uh, discuss uh, Legend starring Tom Hardy in the 2015 uh, biographical crime <laughs> <Very> thriller <good. laughs> about the rise and fall of British gangster. <laughs> I've got that filed under opening gag. So, um, Very good gag. Gags are always best when you have to explain them. There is also a film called Legend about the Cray Twins. Um, if you could just edit the, the symbol crash in there, shall we? That would be appreciated. I'll, I'll put something in there, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe that fight might find its way onto the editing room floor. But anyway, so all my film choices this season are motivated by a desire to have an interesting discussion. I've tried to avoid Stone Cold Classics or Absolute Turkeys, and I've tried to select films where there may maybe a range of opinions to be had. Um, perhaps for our memories of these films has been blurred by the passage of time and it'll be interesting to revisit them. Um, and I'll be honest, my recollection of this film was patchy, but my strongest memory was Tim Curry's performance's Darkness. It's such an iconic look and for my money, still probably the best representation of a demon or the devil on on screen. Absolutely fantastic uh, performance. Um, as a younger person in the 80s, I enjoyed the fantasy genre. So Tolkien, obviously, uh, choose your own adventure series steve jackson in livingston's fighting fantasy books so kind of the fantasy genre was something that i uh, instinctively liked and, and supported um yeah look those are my those are my reasons for choosing legend and i stand by the choice uh no spoilers but i feel even if a movie has some issues maybe even some glaring issues then a fun discussion can still be had so cue the trailer something really special that I've been promising to show you. Always go now. Because I'll only be here for a short while. Don't you trust me? I trust you, Lily. Nothing is more magical. As long as they rule the Earth, Evil can never harm the pure of heart.
Okay, well, uh, what, did, what did we all think of that? <laughs> well, it was... Yeah, well, it, it's not the best trailer in the world, but at least it shows you that you're in for some swashbuckling um, fantasy adventure type thing. Was that the original trailer? That was the trailer from 1985, yeah. Did it not Where's look the... like it? I mean, if you watch it on YouTube, yeah, <laughs> that's... No, there is no uh, 80s voiceover guy. Well, he wasn't on everything, was he? In a world <laughs> of fairies, mm. fairies well, and goblins. Yeah. Oh well, well, Unicorn. we've we've all done. Dom, you've done your intro already. Um, do we find out where everyone else thinks of it? Yeah, why don't we? So, Amanda, what, 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 what I've been dying to know what what did you make of this film? Right. What, what, without giving you a score, give us a okay. sense, a flavour of what's to come. No okay. Um, right. I'd never seen this before. I didn't even know the film existed um, until you'd sort of selected it. And yeah, it's an interesting film, isn't it? Um, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's code. Code four. <laughs> you'd. You said to me afterwards, right? I'm sorry, I took it to you. You said to me afterwards, don't, don't, just, just tell it like it is on the podcast. And you said no because you'll hurt Dom's feelings. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's why I'm trying to be kind of careful what I do say. Um, yeah, it's not my kind of film. If I'm perfectly honest, I was expecting a lot more especially with the cast and um, the fact that it was a Ridley Scott film. Um, I just felt that it had been done by um, an A-level student. It didn't feel like it <laughs> flowed particularly well. I can't get out of my head that Alf voice. It just, I don't know what was going on there, whether he'd been sucking a helium balloon or, or something else. I was just, and then, and he really didn't have any allegiance to anybody, um, as, as we'll sort of find out later on in the film towards the end. Um, yeah, it was all a bit weird, I think. Maybe I should have like smoked some weed or something and it would have kind of made it a bit better. I don't know. Well, as I say, you know, this, I didn't choose this film because it's like a personal favourite. I chose it because I thought it'd be a good, fun discussion to be oh, had. Oh, it's not a personal um, favourite. Well, oh, there you go then. Right, it's open season. Oh, go okay. For it. Right, the gloves are off now. Then, <laughs> yeah, terrible, awful film. <laughs> what, well, what? this is where you know other opinions may be available. So, Joe, Joe, well, I know you've been explain... looking forward to this one. What's we your? explain which version we watched though because yeah we'll get into that after our uh after our opinions right yes, okay there are, yeah. there are four apparently oh god i couldn't sit through that four times anyway joe sorry <laughs> that's funny oh all right amanda i wouldn't worry about insulting don because he's got an ally potential ally because i don't know how he feels about the film but I loved it, and I still love it. I think what? it's a great film. Yes, really. Uh, I, uh, well, we'll go on, and I will say what how much I love it and why oh, I love God. it. Okay. Not only that, I watched this movie five times in the last two weeks. What? Oh my yes. God! No. I, dedication. I this, dedication. I, 
I watched the theatrical three times. I watched the international or director's cut twice. Yeah. And, Why? you know, it was, it was at night, you know, I was about to go to bed and I was like, oh, I'll put on legend again. You know, oh, I enjoy it. Bring it. It'll help you sleep. It does put me to sleep at times. I will admit that, but that's, I still like the film. First of all, I, I think part of the problem, and I knew as I was watching this, I had a smile on my face. I was like, Charlie and Amanda are going to hate this film. And Why I don't care that? because I know the two of you, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, yeah, I'd be more worried about what I am going to say to, to the both of you. Cause I will not be polite and friendly you know, over Actually, it's everyone's opinions. They're entitled to their opinions. But if I have to fight back on my own, you know, defending this movie, I will. And I will get really, really tough on this. You're going to end up like fighting the devil on this, aren't you? It's going to be darkness. Well, you know, I want us to all be friends at the end. But (laughs) I will defend this movie. Um. I think again, and I've said this so many times before, it's because you're looking at it through no. older no. people's eyes. Yes. A- absolutely yes. not. It absolutely not. It's baloney. No, 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 no. You, but you didn't see it back then. It, it's just, it's a fantasy. It's a, it's a wonderful fantasy. And it's just brings about fond memories of then. And I love the dialogue. It's like, like, again, this is yeah, your problem is, your heart is black. Black as midnight, black as pitch, blackest as the foulest witch. You know? And I love when Blick says all that stuff in rhyme. That's Shakespeare, my friend. That's Bill Shakespeare right there. Wait, he, what? Yes, it is. The what? stuff that comes out of him. that film to Shakespeare. <laughs> the way he rhymes it, it's just fantastic. Oh, God. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I, well, well said, Joe. Well done. I think a staunch robust defense there and, uh, and this is going to achieve exactly what i wanted to do with this film so uh, yeah, yeah. It, like right. when he says like he goes and he goes did you kill the unicorn because the stallion is dead dead as dreams it's like who writes this stuff it's yeah, brilliant. Who writes this stuff? it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant it's when, an a-level students film it's a child i mean i'm not going to say it's, it's citizen kane just, you know, just but time out, time out. Let, let's go because this is just this is just a foreplay to the main event. I know. Didn't you say last pod that this was you hadn't seen? Legend. I hadn't seen it. No, yeah, I hadn't so seen it. Mr. Eighties film. I hadn't seen Legends. This is like pops your cherry. Go on, give us a absolutely. Give us a taste. Well, that's what it is. Um, first of all, Joe, if I'd never seen The Princess Bride and I sat down and watched The Princess Bride now, I would love it. Do you know why? Because The Princess Bride is a wonderful, magical fantasy everything film it's got great performances it's got humor it's got whatever it's got it it delivers on every count when we do princess bride i'll be really glowing on it because it's fantastic it doesn't matter if i hadn't seen it if i watch it now i'd like the pizza fork i'd like the idea and everything else this film so first of all i'll never watch this film ever again and don't ask me to watch the other three because it is, is never going to happen. I don't care if, you, it, if you think the other one's Star Wars and this is like, you know, Solo. And you say, oh, no, it's still the same ecosystem, but it's a much better film. Rubbish. There's nothing you can do to improve this apart from burn the negatives so it never exists. That's, you that's, were 20 that's minutes in and you you were saying... I, I turned to Amanda... Tw- yeah, 20 minutes in, I went, can we turn the... Can nothing we just, happened in it. 
can we just turn this off? And can we just like what she says, we've only got another night to watch it. And I went, well, then we'll get halfway then. And it's such a slog to get halfway and then to say, right, okay, now we know we've got, we're at the top of the mountain and we'll, tomorrow we could BMX down the side of it. It's fine. Oh, this is, this. it's a collection of scenes that sometimes have a relationship to the previous scene, but sometimes have no relationship to anything. And I'm going, the director's cut. That, 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 no, 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 Joe. If a <laughs> film's good enough, it doesn't need it. I could watch Aliens theatrical version and go, I had a good time with that. And I can watch the director's cut. You actually think the director's cut of Aliens is not as good as the theatrical mm-hmm. cut. Well, Kel surprise. I don't think that anything could be done to watch this. I, I, I'm willing to hear the, the you know the the different versions and how it improves it or whatever the, the flow. But I, I can't remember seeing a film this bad in in I was about to say recent years, possibly recent decades. And well, I've seen and I've seen some rubbish. Well, look, okay. look, look, this this tees things up beautifully, then, doesn't it? So I'm sure our listeners are salivating at the prospect of the uh, bun fight that's to come and hopefully we all do remain friends this won't be the last time the four of us do a pod together but i think it probably is a good jumping off point just to explain a little bit about um mm. some of the difficulties well, what about you how do you feel about the film well i, I think i'm somewhere in the middle of those two extremes that we that we heard about earlier i, I think it's well no you're just a troublemaker you've <laughs> you, you put this film in as as a to be subvertive, a fair play to you because it's working, <laughs> and it's probably out the listeners <laughs> are liking this. <laughs> I I just think films, you know, uh, w- what's the point? I think in putting a a ten out of ten stone cold classic there, and all just sit around saying how much we all love it. You know, that's m- maybe every so often that's a good thing to do, or some well, some third of a film, if you'll excuse my language, and we all just sit here and, and slag it off. I think I think this has got some really poor sections in you know i nod my head when i hear a little bit of charlie and amanda's feedback there but i also think it's got some absolutely iconic parts to it as well and, and i think what it could have been as well i think if the director had taken it in a slightly different direction and um you know we'll get into some of the development issues that plagued this film and the 15 script rewrites and which i think hey. you can you can you can see uh yeah, within yeah. it um but i think the scenes with darkness the tim curry demon character uh the princess when she's trying to be seduced and she's kind of being exposed to the the dark side. I think if, he'd, if we'd had more of that and less leprechauns mincing around the woods, you know, when that, when that one took a, <laughs> took an arrow to the forehead, the sigh of relief, <laughs> as, uh, it nearly blew the front doors off because, um, yeah, they could be quite, uh, quite irritating as well, can't they? So yeah, I think it's a mixed bag um, and it's a, a valiant attempt, but I'm saying my scores to lead. Talk about the, the making of this film a little bit because i think i think it's an important place to well charlie it's your pod you're all right if we talk about the, the making of it yeah bit? let's go for it yeah yeah we can explain to our listeners um kind of what went wrong or what contributed to whatever it is we see on screen and um the film has been described as the extinction event that discouraged hollywood from making fantasy films for a while obviously then we got into the, the subsequently the peter jackson era which revitalized the whole genre um but in reviewing this film which version are we reviewing? The theatrical version, the US release, the director's cut, the European version, two different soundtracks, up to four alternate endings to the movie. Joe, do you wanna do you wanna bring to life for us in your inimitable style some of the um some of the difficulties that we have in reviewing 
the one film. Well, I saw the original one, the theatrical one of the U.S. version, and what I remember a lot of is the Tangerine Dream soundtrack, and I love it. You know, it just it brings back memories of when I was younger. And then when the director's cut came out, what was it like in two thousand four or something like that? They found some footage somewhere where they were able to put exactly what his vision was, Ridley Scott's vision was of the movie. Um, the original score was、uh, Jerry Goldsmith, and、um, it kind of adds like kind of like a Lord of the Rings type of score to it. Seems more epic, more serious, but the Tangerine Dream one, it just seems more fantasyful,、uh, more lighter, which I think it kind of needed since the movie is very dark at times, and、uh, it's just beautiful. I mean, both scores are very good, but I think that that's what I would feel most people, especially me, when I'm watching the movie, it's like, which one am I going to watch? I really like the Tangerine Dream score, and I could remember the stuff that was in the director's cut. So I'm okay with watching the shorter version of it, but the what is it, Dom? You, is it like 25 minutes?、Uh, the difference between the director's cut and the theatrical? That's that's right. Yeah. So initially the quests were longer, but it was eventually substantially reduced with Ridley Scott wanting to avoid too many subplots that departed from the main story.、And、I think if you watch the theatrical version, you can see the swinging axe cuts, which took you know the the plot does move on at a. Of quite an even, overly quick pace at, at times. I think. Yeah, I think well, that's that's the trouble that we've we sort of found, wasn't it?、Uh, it just felt some places it was a bit disjointed, and then it was it didn't feel that、like、it was particularly flowing.、Hmm. How, yeah, how one thing I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I didn't like with the theatrical one is they introduced darkness right away. It kind of takes away from. The big reveal when he comes out of the mirror, and I don't know why they did that, you know. Okay,、hmm. but there are like quite like the um, you know, like the prologue where it, it like the Star Warsy bit, where it it reads kind of like the introduction as to what the setup is and the fact that you can't、mm-hmm. light without darkness and st- and stuff. Although the film didn't actually prove that, because <laughs> like. Kicked darkness's ass basically, and and kicked it into touch and sent it away. So anyway, I just found that it was a little bit weird. It was a contradiction.、Um, whether that was in editing, I don't know. But、uh, yeah, but I did like the the setup because it set the scene. But I didn't feel the film really necessarily justified. Well, let's stay with let's stay with the um the, the build up, like the context of the film, if if that's the case. There's a few other points that are. Relevant here as well. So there were some issues with the actual shooting of it too. So、uh, famously, the、uh, set burnt down. Fortunately, nobody was killed because it was a pretty massive fire. But it was filmed on location at the James Bond set in England. I think he originally wanted to shoot it on location, but it's too expensive. Did it in the UK, and the whole set burnt down a few days before the end of filming, which I think. You know, proved problematic as well. So there was some kind of hasty last-minute changes、uh, to to the shoot as well, and of course, just the sheer amount of prosthetics that are required for the film, apart from the Tom Cruise、uh, character.、Um, yeah, everybody, particularly Tim Curry, are spending five six hours a day you know, get, getting ready for their shoot. So you know, it wasn't a particularly happy set either. Hmm. Yeah, they actually was pretty phenomenal, though, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Um, I was going to say what's interesting is I, I just found this out that that after the set burnt down, I think they filmed some of it in another set in England, but they also filmed some outdoor scenes over not too far from where I live in Silver Springs, Florida, which I thought was kind of cool. They filmed a lot of things there. I know, I don't know if you guys had ever seen, like, the original Tarzan with, uh, oh, what's his name? Johnny Weissmuller. Yeah. They they filmed all of that in Silver Springs. Because, um, again, it looks like forest fantasy, and it's kind of a nice place to visit. Have you got I, Irish, out, uh, Irish leprechauns in, in there as well, then? And swigging that's possible. I mean, people see leprechauns. Contraband alcohol in that <laughs> we see bigfoot we see leprechauns we see a lot of things here <laughs> yeah don't get him started on bigfoot <laughs> yeah don't get me started on bigfoot or aliens or anything like that oh, wow. so, so so listeners so in conclusion multiple versions of this film kind of depends which one you watch but you know we should probably move on to roll call because at least the cast are consistent throughout the uh throughout the, the movies so charlie cue roll, roll call well his roll call. Roll call. So, bit, bit of a, cha- bit a, of a bit challenge. Disjointed. Okay. <laughs> bit of a challenge this week, then, isn't it? As we're not going to do Tom Cruise, having recently covered him in Risky Business. Yes. Oh, um, although, can I point out that we have our tickets for the 4DX showing of the new Mission Impossible film? Two, we- two weeks today. Two weeks today, we'll be sat in there enjoying that. Two hours, two hours, 25 minutes, but apparently it flies by and it's amazing so yes can't wait very nice yes all right so no no tom cruise and um also tricky roll call this time because uh, many of the supporting cast are primarily theater actors rather than working in film uh you know which maybe isn't surprising because i kind of think this might actually work better on the stage than it does on the screen to be honest it's more like a play or even a pantomime um in the parts <laughs> but it's also worth high- highlighting that a couple of the actors don't don't even have wikipedia entries which shows the level of their obscurity and that's um peter o'farrell as pox and annabelle lanyon as una the fairy yeah, so yes. not, not even on she, she's got 140 instagram followers I, i've got more than that yeah so that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's how well her career went after <sighs> after legend um so yeah, I just think before we move off Tom Cruise completely, he's a lucky boy, really, that this didn't derail his career. Mm. Um, so Roger Ebert sums it up well. So uh, performances tend to get lost in productions like this. I particularly noticed how easily Cruise got buried in the role of Jack. Here is a talented young actor from Risky Business where he came across as a genuine individual. And this time he's so overwhelmed by sets and special effects that his character could be played by anybody. And, uh, I'm sure, Joe, you would disagree. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's some little bit of truth in that for me. Um, well, the ones a, that, the, that that were supposed to, when they have Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, and Robert um, Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I actually think probably maybe Johnny Depp might have done a little better, but the other ones, I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's, I don't think anybody could. I don't think anybody could magically improve that role. It was just look at look at Tom. You know, risky business taps. You know, yeah. Uh, it was a bit it was a dud but let's not forget a year after this top gun if you can look at this film and then go a year later top gun and mia sarah ferris beauty's day off it's almost like this film is like eons ago and then Mm. suddenly they suddenly they they go into roles which are perfect for them but i mean perfect 
don't you think Tom Cruise undergoes a physical transformation in the meantime as well? I mean, he's got, and I say this is a Brit, Joe, I'm sure you'll roll your eyes, but he's got terrible teeth. He's got a monobrow no, that, that would make Liam Gallagher like uh, think about getting the tweezers out. They're, they're kind of shooting with like this sort of sweaty sheen to his face throughout the whole um, movie. I'm That's sure at one glitter, point there's actually got darling. That's glitter. Glitter. They've glittered him. It, it, I thought he had the flu. That's, that's the effect that I thought it gave him. He looked, uh, yeah, like he needed to lie down and some lemsip. Um But he's still a good-looking guy. He is uh, a good-looking yeah, guy. I wouldn't yeah, have is. mind kissing him in that film. Would you he kiss him now? Would I kiss him now? Of course I would. Okay. That mean I can kiss Jennifer he's Connelly? He's small, his though. Co-star. I'd have to, like, you know, get him up on a table or something. Yeah, I think you'd press go to too much detail. Because with my new <laughs> heels, I'm like six foot two, six foot three. Oh boy. So yeah, she's a she's He'd be up to my boobs. And I don't really want to have to bend down to kiss Tom Cruise, really. Where are you kissing hey. him if you bend in? Oh, right, okay. Sorry. All right. Well, if he's down there. <laughs> well, for those listening, please tune into YouTube and you can see where Amanda's pointing. Not necessarily where you may... <laughs> I didn't think about not, that. Not necessarily where you may, where you may be thinking, dear listeners. You just have to make it smutty, don't you? Yeah, I think I, I think you were doing that perfectly well on your own. I was very clear about what I was talking about. Thank you very much. You wanted him on a table? Yeah, I get it. All right, okay, it's fine. Fine. I I still think like when you say that no one could make this disaster any better, it's not a disaster. I think it's a it's a fun <laughs> movie. <laughs> Again, it's your heart is black, black as pitch. That's your problem. Joe, it's like you, you can't look at it at the eyes of a child. Right, you know, I haven't seen Kroll. I haven't seen Kroll either. Right, okay. Oh. Right, so, do you know what? We could, we'll end up doing Kroll at some point. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it will be better than this film. Well, you can't guarantee me that, because, I mean, maybe for you, but maybe not for me. Okay, and when we were watching it on Disney, because we went on to Disney Plus for the, the last bit to see if it was the sound was better, and weirdly it wasn't the, the version that I had. But it said, if you like this, you'll like Conan the Barbarian. And I went, oh, if only, if only we were watching that classic. Wait a minute, is that available on Disney Plus? It is, yes. Not over here, we get crap over well, here. Well, you need a VPN, Joe. You need to tell it you're in Manchester or something, and then I you'll get so. all that. Yeah, get our booty. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. I'll have a look at yours. It's probably got, probably got some brilliant stuff. Might have the Cosby. I wouldn't have the Cosby Show. What, what was <laughs> I thinking? Um, they, they just added Home Improvement. That's oh, we it. got that as well. Yeah, okay. Oh, we what? Yeah, I used to watch Home Improvement. Hmm. Oh God, sorry. Okay, are you going to disappear for a little bit? Oh, might do. Uh, that's fine. Just disappear for a little bit. It's fine. We'll we'll carry on. Sorry. Deadly roll call anyway. <laughs> roll call that uh, I, was, I wasn't going to play Little Does She Know, so it's fine. Can we talk why, about... Why, yeah, why, why, why don't you take over the running of, of roll call, but let's let's move on to Mia Sara or Princess Lily, yeah? Yes, let's go into that. So, obviously, Sloane Peterson from Ferris Bueller, leg- legendary film, brilliant film. But a career hasn't exactly taken off in the way that you would have thought bearing in mind that she started in a Ridley Scott film and then a John Hughes film the next the year later you would have thought okay stratospheric nope not at all she did appear and she was um I think she's extremely good looking um uh, extremely attractive she appeared in Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme I thought she was mm. pretty good in that 
Uh, she played Harley Quinn, or rather, should we say, Harleen Quinzel in the TV series Birds of, Pla- Birds of Prey. Um, what's more interesting is her personal life, I would say. She got married to Jason Connery, in uh, Sean Connery's uh, son, in uh, 96. They had a kid, and then they divorced in 2002. And then she's still married to uh, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. So she likes the sons of famous people, it seems. And has Did you guys ever? Do you have that show uh, called Face Off over there? Do you ever see it's a competition between makeup artists? Does that sound like something that I would like tune into, Joe? Or yes, I mean I know it's, it's really cool. It's a twenty first century show, and you know any, anything can happen. But no, it no, I, I think you would love it. it. It's just like again, like some of like the you know these aspiring makeup artists compete, and then. One person is eliminated each week until finally someone is, they pick the best of all of mm-hmm. them and they get a contract and so forth. And they go on to do movies, but they, one episode they had Brian Henson on and he was talking about all things that he did. And then, uh, uh, Mia Sarah showed up and they were all whispering. It's, it's Lily. It's Lily. They, they didn't say it's Sloan Peterson. What? They're like, they knew it was Lily because they admire that movie so much for the makeup. And I do too. I just think it's astounding. I know maybe I'm, maybe I should stop if we're going to get into the makeup later, but it's some of the best makeup I think ever produced on film. Uh, it's just incredible when, when I look at it, when you look at the CGI crap that they have now, and some of it's good CGI, and then you compare it to this, it, it's just blows I'll give me you that. away. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you that. However, Joe, you're, you're right to assume that I, I watch rubbish because I do watch the classics and I also watch rubbish. Um, I'm, I'm not recommending it, but I can't take my eyes off it. On Netflix, is it cake? Um, so they'll do something. It'll look like a handbag and you have to decide, is it cake or not? Or is it a handbag? And then they go, ooh, dunno, and they're looking around. They can't go close up to it, but they can look at it. And then they put a knife through it, and if it's cake, it cuts cuts through. And I don't don't ask me why I like that, but Yeah, it's understandable. It's it's okay. fun. Some reality programs are fun. Yeah, nailed it. I like that as well. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, apart from that, I don't think she's done an awful lot. It's a shame though when a career fizzles out so badly though, isn't it? We we've talked about Steve Guttenberg here, who had a run of hits and then faded into obscurity. But I don't really understand why her career went so badly. I mean, <clears throat> bad luck, I'm sure. Perhaps your marriage, whatever it was. But to have two really strong hits right at the start and then um, to do essentially nothing apart from Time Cop, which has its charms, but is a pretty pretty middling, not well remembered film, is uh, is, a, is a shame because what? Ferris Bueller should have set her up for. <laughs> Tarkov, Tarkov's great but it's not uh, memorable yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a classic what's not, well it's in not, your world it's not not <laughs> a classic well it's not not a classic <laughs> it's, it's 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 fun fluff it's great if we ever yeah, do like, do like legend yeah. if, yeah. We, if we do a 90s podcast ever time cop would be a good choice for that because that it is quite be. Forgotten, but there's plenty know. that the plenty queuing up when we change this into a 90s podcast when I'm 60 or something. I want to be a 70s podcast one day. Well, you can start a, a spin off one, Joe. We can do one every week. Um, Tim Curry. Well, uh, the first thing that comes into everybody's mind when you mention Tim Curry, obviously, Rocky mm-hmm. Horror. 
Yeah. The concierge in Home Alone 2. No, of course it's Rocky Horror, yes. Joke. Um, even though he is very good at Home Alone 2, he plays a good character. Um, and I think if I'd taken a scene from Home Alone 2 to des- describe what Tim Curry is like, the bit where they're watching the Grinch on TV and the Grinch starts smiling and then it turns into Tim Curry smiling because the credit card's been cancelled. That sums up Tim Curry. He's just he's just great. I, I say after watching this... Sorry, Dom, you go. No, well, I was just going to say, he's the standout film in this... Uh, standout actor in this film by Country Mile, I thought. And, um, yeah. and who doesn't love... Tim Curry. It's just so sad that he had such a serious stroke, didn't he? Um, ten, mm. ten years ago, because I think he, he, he would have had an Oscar in him. I think perhaps in the future for uh, you know latter day Tim Curry uh, when he wasn't forced to rely on voiceover work, and mm. uh, you know he could have had a quite. A, he's a brilliant hu- physical humor actor, as you say for um, Home Alone, for Clue, which we won't talk about just too much, um, and also um, obviously Rocky Horror itself. But I think he had a potentially a darker side and I, I could quite easily see him in um you know in some some thriller but sadly that's for a parallel mm. parallel lives film uh, podcast but yeah br- brilliant in this so, sorry joe over, over to you no i was gonna say it, it's sad that he didn't have a better career than he should have because I, I thought he was a brilliant actor he was a great presence yes and uh he would have been an incredible joker incredible and I don't know what the hell happened. He, he was even supposed to be like, I think Joker and Batman, the animated series. And he got screwed over for that. Um, he did this voiceover work where he was Captain Hook and Peter Pan. Mm. And it was like a series. He should have been Captain Hook too. There, there's so many things that he could have been like, even like when he says like in the movie, he, he goes, boy, yeah. Like he does that a lot in the Captain Hook animated series that he does and i uh, one of them is an homage to the other i don't know which came first right but uh you know people love when when he says boy yeah over here mm. so um so again, it's, it's one of those things that crosses the so you used to think in the u.s there's a lot of love for legend um it's a bit like when i talk about andrew mccarthy or james spader and you go over here no they wouldn't know it's yeah probably a yeah. bit like that over, over here maybe you know, pointless answer for Tom Cruise would be legend, I would say. Maybe. Over here. Well, well, well Fedra, who's one of my co-hosts on, on Nerd Alert, when she heard we were doing legend, our first words are, I love legend. Oh, she's going to love me then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's, she listens. I don't know if she listens. I think she does from time to time, depending on the but movie. Charlie, surely, I, I slightly disagree, because I, I think legend's better remembered over here, but surely Tim Curry's performance is darkness is memorable i know you hadn't seen the film before but you're not familiar with it from the movie posters or just from general consumption of 80s i always knew it was 80s there. film and in in the what's... same way in the same way lady hawk i haven't seen that either me too so you know there's there's that that'd probably be a good thing if we were having a podcast now we we uh, we disagree i mean i know we already do but it's almost like well I'll tell you what let's watch another let's watch something like that and see if it's how it compares but we'll get to it at some point. Let's let's move on, but not from not from uh, Tim Curry. Uh, Doctor Petrov in Hunt for Red October. Yes, I have to get that in. He shows it, again, Dom. You're absolutely right, Joe. Dom, both of you are right. He shows the type of thing that he can move from doing that serious character and playing it really well. 
to then do the humour. And and then it's almost like humour, category, sorted, done. Uh, you know, thriller, you know, political thriller, done. Horror, Pennywise the Clown, done. And you're like, that's... This is this is on obviously Frank Converter. I don't know what category you'd put that in. Um musical fantasy, <laughs> whatever. It's whatever Rocky Horror is, it's the best thing at what it is. Um but then after that, I thought, you know, pre-stroke and in that bit in between. Congo, Muppet Treasure Island. The Wild Thornberries. It's a massive, and, massive theatre actor, though, isn't he? So it's not yeah, like he's yeah, been yeah, recreated yeah. and out. And he was, you know, got quite a lot of serious recognition. I think he opened Spam a lot, didn't he? And I think he he was kind yeah, of massive. Absolutely. In... But he was also the voice of Darth Sidious in the Clone Wars, um, which I didn't know. So I, I had no idea. I didn't know that either. Um, shall we move on? Uh, Alice. I don't know, I've written it down. Whoever played Blix. Alice Plater? Is that how I've written it Play- down? Clayton, I think. Clayton. Yeah. yeah. Two things that she's famous for. We are getting we are gonna scrape the bottom of that barrel at the moment. Uh Doug, the series, and obviously the reboot of Doug. She played a character in it. And the Cosby mysteries. Sorry, <laughs> I mentioned Col- I mentioned Cosby twice, but I don't know if YouTube's algorithm suddenly starts kicking me off at some point, but so, so for our listeners, so Alex played she, she played the main goblin, didn't she? That that's her character in this. Yeah. Oh, the one and that Rips. Joe, the one that Joe likes, yeah, yeah. So she was a voiceover actress, um, and indeed she dubbed uh, David Bennett, who we'll get onto the one that played the um, Honeythorn Gump, the main kind of elf type uh, character here. Not not very successfully, I don't think the dubbing was was pretty poorly executed. Um, but yeah, she uh, she she didn't do much else in the world of film, did she? Uh, no, <laughs> in, in that sense. Uh, Joe Billy Barty. He died in two thousand, sadly. Yeah, he was one of the most famous little people that we had. He was in a lot of stuff. I was just watching some old. Uh, was it? H.R. Puffin stuff because Indiana Jones was watching H.R. Puffin stuff and that kind of in in the new movie and it brought back memories of that show so I went onto YouTube and Billy Barty had a role in there he played a lot of like magical creatures small creatures uh, I'm trying to think what he was mostly known for but he was in Fletch um, he was in Over the Rainbow which was about the Wizard of Oz and all the problems that they had with some of the little people putting them in hotels. Um, but he's, he's kind of like the, almost like the president of the little people or, or like they all looked up to him. Cause I remember watching this uh, movie. Who's the guy that's in game of Thrones and he's a little person. Oh, uh, Tyrion, uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter yeah. Dinklage. He, um, was in this movie about Hervé Velasquez, who was on Fantasy Island. And they showed a scene where he meets Billy Barty and they didn't like each other. Cause like Billy Barty was all about respect and for the little people. And he wanted to, you know, just behave classy. And, and Hervé Velasquez was a, was a drug addict, alcoholic, having sex with whoever he could. And they met at a hotel and apparently, uh, uh, Hervé, punched him out you know 
Wow. So little people fight. Yeah. Um anyway, he was in Willow and Masters of the Universe. That's right, he's in Willow. Um, and Masters, yeah. But two more to do. Uh let's <laughs> Kieran Shah, who played right, Blunder played Blunder. Oh, Blunder. Right. So look at this for a uh, wonderful uh very Star Wars heavy, by the way, Joe. Uh, he was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. He was a goblin in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, Big deal. Apologies apologies for you in the States. You call it something like the Sorcerer's Stone or something. Don't make any sense. Um, but then the US US titles rarely do. Um, he loved his experience on Harry Potter so much that he played Dumpy the House Schmuck in Harvey Potter and the Ridiculous Premise. I would thought, thank you. That's biting the hand that feeds you. Thank you very much for the, allowing me into this wonderful franchise. Uh, I look forward to being in it. No, he he's, he's, he dumps all over it. I thought that was Harry Potter porn for a little bit. And I was like, damn. Well, you come up with something better than Dumpy the House Schmuck, but still. <laughs> um, but now, then, then, uh, he's Tito in The Force Awakens. He's, and I'm not making this up, Nipah's Pampic in The Last Jedi. Uh, in Solo, he plays Karge. I don't know who the hell these people are. And Rise are. of Skywalker, he plays Nambi Gima. Whatever. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that he's obviously... It, he hasn't done a Star Wars uh, parody, has he? Yeah, but, see? That, that sound you can hear isn't even the bottom of the barrel being scraped because we've got even more obscure layers to get through yet before you go. Oh, I've, I've only got off. one. I've only got one more. All uh, right, I've got go Robert on. Picardo, the uh, EMH, the holographic doctor from. Uh, I don't know what character he played. I didn't even write it down, but he was in Star Trek Voyager. And oh, course, he was uh, Meg Mugglebones. You know, it's funny. I don't know why anyone hasn't. Well, maybe because it's this movie's a little bit obscure. Every time I see that character now, I think of Meghan Markle. Because <laughs> her name is Meg Mucklebones. <laughs> that tal- talentless grifter, as she's yeah. officially been yes. labeled by her boss. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, he also, Robert Picardo, played Giorgio in Back to School. I knew I'd get back to school. All I need is a Howard the Duck reference, but sadly I haven't got one. You let, seriously let, let, think Howard the Duck is better than this? Oh Come God, on. immeasurably, Joe. God, I watch. I could watch Howard the Duck ten times in a row. All right, look, I, I know we're not going to agree again. on this, Charlie, but but you know, I don't think you're paying paying sufficient respect to a Ridley Scott film. Yeah, that. I, no, 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 no. I love, 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 love Ridley Scott, and I'm like going. Were you drunk when you made this? Because that's all that can. That's the only explanation I can. I can have. Isn't there a bit of you that thinks it's Ridley Scott, therefore it deserves a little bit more kind of no. critical consideration there? No. That's the, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, so, all right. Okay. Well, I'll, get, I'll add an extra point on for Ridley for, Scott then. <laughs> I'd rather watch this than Gladiator. Oof. Yeah, I, I'm not, I was okay. never a huge fan of Gladiator or was it Kingdom of Heaven? Well, so you've got to pay Ridley Scott some reference, Joe, some uh, respect. I'm just saying, I'm gonna. I prefer this one to those movies oh, right, just okay. because it's short. Well, you could watch the director's cut. It's. I think it's a fun movie. And we'll, we'll, anyway, again, we're going to we'll get onto the get movie. Let's finish. Yeah, we'll get into the movie. Has, yeah. Have you got any? Have you got something else, Dom? 
Uh, I just, you know, going amongst the renter mob in the background, there was um, Cork Hubert played Brown Tom. Um, he appears in films that sound like they're made up to be deliberately obscure. The Ballad of, <laughs> the ballad of the Sad Cafe. Okay, right. Uh, never heard of it. And then we've got David Bennett, the one that played Honeythorn Gump, who had to have his voice dubbed because he sounded too Germanic. Uh, he he had a small part in Dogville, which is um, Lars von Trier's. Oh, I've heard of yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just yeah, experimental drama. Let's put it that way. If you <laughs> if you hated Legend, <laughs> you'll you'll hate Lars von Trier. So um, yeah, it just amused me that um, I don't think we in our history of rusted junk, which for a while at least specialised in obscure movies. I don't think we've ever gone that uh, yeah. that far into the wilderness before. Really, we need someone to pull us back in and let's let's dissect this beauty of a film. Yes, let's. Uh, we still haven't got Amanda back, but it's fine. Just in case you're listening and going, why isn't she chipping in? Um, she will be at some point. Can I? Well, I don't know where to... the Rotten Tomato scores are forty-one percent for the review for the critics and seventy-three for the audience scores. Uh, it's a PG. Um, there is a. There is a, t- a bit that says, I mean, I think Amanda said it at the start. I thought this was like a flake commercial because Ridley Scott was fairly, fairly you know, good at his commercials and the things that he did, especially the, the Apple one being the most famous. Um, I just thought if this is an extended flake advert, and if that means nothing to you, Joe, then we had a series of adverts over here with ladies in bathtubs eating flakes, but very suggestively. And, flake, you know, you're always like... I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, but I know I'm going to be buying a flake. Um, that's that the power of advertising. I just thought this is this is the start of this film. They introduce darkness. I'm like the guys, the the whoever he was talking to, the voice just irritated me and just got me on the back foot. It was a goblin. Yeah, well, I've heard goblins talking Harry Potter, and they they sound like more coherent, and you know that they're actually professors. Um. But can I? I know this might be skipping slightly, but but hear me out. If they want to, if they want to kidnap Mia Sarah, because that's what he told that that's what the darkness said to do. Why did they wait until she until Tom Cruise turns up? And that's now there's two of them. <laughs> they want to kill no, the unicorn. That's the premise of the film. Yeah, not, not, not kidnapping the no, princess. No, he said go and go and kidnap she, go and kidnap no, the princess was, for me. She was a victim of circumstance. Because like she ended up going back to try to correct the wrong deeds that she she did to where the unicorn had laid, and right. then those guys were plus those guys she knew that they were coming to get the unicorn to finish the job. Mm. So I just think she was a victim of circumstance. But no, later the you know the father, which I'm kind of surprised we never saw the father, we never saw the mother of darkness because he mentions them. I don't know if he mentions the mother in, in the theatrical, but he does mention the mother in the director's cut. Mm. Uh, but the, yeah, the father is like, you know, Ooh, uh, you know, mm. uh, so I don't think it was his intention to go after the princess. She's yeah. just there for the ride. Do, do you know, Charlie, by, by kind of cutting to <clears throat> some of the slightly later scenes, I think you are skipping over one of the film's strengths, which is those, Scenes in the woodland, I think, um, you know, is very Disneyfied, but it is obviously trying to be a, a fairy tale. And those are pretty, pretty nicely shot. I thought um, the the woodland animals, the creatures that that pop out, the trees, the background, the scenery, you know, the unicorns frolicking. Um, 
No? It, it looks like a, a set, that's all. Yay! Manda's back. Sorry for those who were listening. Sorry. Um, I had a, a someone at the door. We, we'd just like to go through the film, and we're just at the start now. I just... Clarifying for Charlie what the basic You're only plot, at the start. I've been plot, gone for like 20 was. minutes. Yeah, we're local. Cool. It's, it's fine. We can start we're over if you want, Amanda. <laughs> no, you're all right. Don't, don't put me through that trauma. We, we've explained that he was going after the unicorns rather than the princess. And I thought it was understood. the princess he was going for. I thought the unicorn. <laughs> I thought, I thought we'd explain this. The no, unicorn changes the whole film. So he wasn't after the princess, he was just after the unicorn. Yeah, he wanted to kill both the unicorns so that it would be complete darkness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I I will concede that the the film moves a feral lick in the opening scenes, slightly jarringly sometimes as you move through one one not very well introduced. One disparate, disparate, incoherent scene to the next. Was... I love Blix. I, 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 he rhymes most of his dialogue. What was the other one? Oh, this was in the international cut. He says, he sees her and he goes, maybe innocent, maybe sweet. Not half as good as rotten meat. I, I just love when he Shakespeare, rhymes Shakespeare, apparently. It's been con- there we go. That's, Bill that's Shakespeare. Been compared, to, been compared yes. to Shakespeare. 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 100%. Oh, no, at least they, no, I think that the writing in this was very well done. The dialogue I thought was very good. Joe, you know, never visit Stratford because if anybody in Stratford's listening to this, they'll put it out on their little network, and you won't be allowed anywhere near. The, they'll, the, pelt, the, they'll pelt you in the stocks yep. outside with rotten tomatoes. I'll take them on. I'll take and I'll be handing on. them to them, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> have we got? Have we got? Uh, have we talked about um, potentially uh, Tom Cruise's first stunt? Oh, we do, we might be getting. We have to probably move it on a little bit because we did spend a lot on roll call, but it's fine. We've got plenty of time. Um, well, we haven't got onto the stunt, but I think we just get it out of the way. Tom's accent. I think it was just a what warm, was that warming up for far and away, <laughs> which was bloody awful. <laughs> so, so Tom's cruise character is introduced. He drops down from a tree, and he's obviously got a thing for the princess. Um, I like the way that he allows her to go up to the unicorn and stroke the unicorn and then uh, declares that her behaviour was forbidden and should never have been done despite the fact that he just watched it unfold without any prior warning that that was going to that that was gonna happen. Maybe that's, a, that, maybe that's a metaphor. Okay, what, stroking the unicorn's horn? What, what could that possibly <laughs> yeah. uh, no, represent? Don't, don't stroke it because it's forbidden. Oh, go on then. And the best that's bit like... is, where are the unicorns, say, say the, the, the people that are following them? Where could these unicorns be? Oh, it turns out just up there on the left. All you have to do is pull a, pull the, the 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 leaves apart. It's just there. Well, the thing was right. If if darkness and and Hal is only a short tunnel slip away from where they're all living anyway, with all that smoke and stuff coming out the chimneys, they would have known that that was there, surely. I will concede that the whole film did seem to be filmed within like a quarter of a mile <laughs> square. Did. But if, again, Charlie, if you were paying attention to the exposition, you'd understand that those uh, unicorns were lured in by her innocence. You know, that's... Um, innocence. It wasn't like innocence. a total coincidence that it all happened in that order. So you've read I, down the hill, and there were the <laughs> unicorns. 
They weren't lured in. They were there already. No, that wasn't their home. You know. Well, where did they just... live? As, as Dom said, there's only like a couple of football bitches. You know that they can they can hide in. It was Wait, bigger than I that. I thought unicorns had wings as well. Did That's they not? Pegasus. That's Pegasus. Yeah. Hmm. You think in Clash of the Titans? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. But I'm sure on some, like, unicorn stuff, just, like, the general kind of kid stuff that you get, you know, duvet sets and stuff, I'm sure there was unicorns with wings. Okay, half-breeds. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Cruz's stunt that she referenced a minute ago, so we're yes. talking about when he, when he dives, ah, here's probably a metaphor here as well, but he dives in looking for the princess's ring, yeah? That's not him. <laughs> she stroked the horn. He goes for the ring. <laughs> now oh, this, this is more now, more British stuff. I don't now get. that film I could watch. He get it gets quite wet, doesn't he? Going in for a ring. Yeah, he has to hold his breath. He holds his breath while he's down there. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, like I, just, I, I forgot that I wrote something. He, he blindfolds. I forgot about this because this made oh, this actually made me chuckle. He? He, he blindfolds her to take her to the the area where the unicorns are, right? Thirty seconds away. You don't know that. Why are you, you don't blindfolding know that. me? It's just over there. That's the, the blindfold bit. Is the thing I had to mention because I was just like, why are you blindfolding? <laughs> like taking me in the back of a van or something. Because she <laughs> doesn't, doesn't want to bring her teenage friends over and like check out the unicorns. Go pet uh, and them. Tom, and Tom Cruise didn't do this. Oh, can I just look behind me, see if anyone's following me? Nope. No, anyway, isn't that. she a bit of a posh bird? She is, yeah, she's a princess. Yeah, what's she doing mingling with uh, Jack in the forest? Eh? She's got the hats for him. Clearly. Mm. Mm. Let's well, introduce rings and rods and horns again. Um so I was I I was with the film up to this point, but then when I st- my, when I started to have some doubts emerge was when the goblins have cut the horn off and then they start mucking around with it. Um, and yeah, why didn't of- they just go back? Yeah, yeah, they and set up camp, don't they, and zap each other. Then they set up camp and then they roast some. I don't know what it is. Why didn't they roast the unicorn? Because they're idiots. Like he, they're just minions. He just wants the horn. They don't know to also kill. I, again, I don't know if the at the end if that horn brings the unicorn back to life. If it was dead before, who knows? It's magical. Just <laughs> go with it. All right. I, I did watch, I too did, much. I did, really do. I did write this. Why are the why are the goblins fanning around by the barbecue? Take the unicorn horn. The devil. I, I, I wrote a similar note, but with it with a less polite word than fanning around. Yeah, um, and um, and at this point, the, I watched it with Rose, my my youngest, and um, the princess wails, "What what have I done?" And Rose chips in, "It's quite hard to see what you've done, as it's not set out very well." <laughs> I don't think she'd completely not, not sure what's happening at, at this stage at all. But yeah, they were. One uh, thing that I noticed around. as well when when it all like went all snowy, they didn't go and grab a coat, did they? They were all like wearing exactly what they wore well if that was the case and the whole world in their eyes had gone all cold and snowy and everything was frozen they'd be dead within hours but they're magical creatures so i think that no jack and lily aren't 
Uh, Jack is a forest child, so I think that he was kind of used to it, but they did give him a coat at some point. Yeah. Lily, yeah, is questionable. Mm. So Maybe she had the, uni- the she, unicorn juice used on to, her. Like, you know, sitting in front of the fire at home if it was snowy. She wouldn't be but, out frolicking around in her dress. But that True. was hot, though. I mean, there's so much hotness about Lily that we can talk about. Mm. And that gives me a couple of points right there. Or this movie. Oh yeah, a couple of yeah. Well, points there, Joe. Was it? Yeah, not not, not one, but two. <laughs> not just one big point. <laughs> just put it into one, Joe. It's fine. If we found if we found the goblins are slightly problematic, then I think my least favorite part of the film is when that um, pan child appears. So the honey thorn gump, um, you know, torso naked for the torso up. Uh, elfin child. Um, I found him quite difficult. And, Is that uh, the one with the weird voice? Yeah, well, yeah, which, you know, we missed Roll Call, but he was dubbed, it was dubbed in by a different actor because yeah, the actor in real life is Swiss, but, you know, Swiss-German, so... Oh. <laughs> this has turned into an ambush. <laughs> I don't think it was, uh, yeah. No, was I'm saying that I... I thought you liked the film, and now I have to defend it on my own? Wait a minute. Wait, not, did, you're two and a half. You're at number two and a half, and not three against one, Joe. All right. Um, why, did the, somewhere. why did the unicorn die when it just got its horn cut off? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't dead. They didn't explain it. It was know? dead. They, they it was definitely dead. They put a poison dart in it, though, didn't they? Well, yeah, they put a poison dart in it. They chopped And then Blix said, dead is dreams, you know. But for whatever reason, the, the unicorn horn brought it back to life. So can't we just be happy with that? It's no. a fantasy. It's not reality. It's a fantasy. It's okay. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I, I agree I've with you. in my notes. Right. Alves asked if they saw anything. Uh, touched unicorn. Very angry. Did it for love? It, it, and then they said, oh, no, but she did it for love. And it's like, oh, it was all shits and giggles and bubbles. Remember, because like, then they just started shit. blowing bubbles. Yeah. Like, oh, he did it for love. Oh, well, that's fine then. That's fine. Pulls out the Alf booze. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's interesting. So in the international, oh, the director's cut, they they're going to kill Jack because they feel that he's the reason because he led Lily to the unicorn. So he has to answer a riddle, and if he doesn't get the riddle right, they're going to oh, kill him. Answer me these riddle three. <laughs> yeah, very much like that. Well, it was um, a bit like that, wasn't it? Because, like, when they come across the dead unicorn and they find it, uh, the Alf appoints Jack as the champion. It's like, oh, well, who made you the appointee of champions? Because he's the tallest one. Oh, and they've got, oh, arm- the they've got armor. Why is, why is the Alf now got the power of saying to Jack, oh, yeah, you've got to be the champion now? Mm-hmm. There were a lot of trying wild- to kill him 30 seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> There were a lot of wild personality swings and non sequiturs in this part of the film, really, weren't there? Which, uh, you know, presumably was down to editing troubles again. I can't see Brown Tom going against darkness at the end. So, yeah, I think that Tom Cruise was a good pick to fight him. He's the only one. So, so, yeah, he's the only one. We've got this armor. Only fits fits a human. (laughs) It's kind of you. It's too big for us. When he goes to get the armor, when they're all down that. tunnelly thing the fairy is a bit suggestive isn't she yeah well, she's saying she say. can be whatever he wants her to be even his heart's desire and you're like oh hello i mean that's just a blatant peter pan ripoff isn't it it's, it's one thing being, being kind of inspired by the source material it's another thing just completely ripping it off but uh <laughs> yeah 
I would have gone with the fairy. <laughs> would you? Just because she can be her, you know, his heart's desire. So he gets tired of Lily, he gets someone else. Yeah, but it was in the form of Lily. I know. No, I'm saying he can be whatever, or she wanted to be whatever he wanted. So he could, she could switch back and forth. Oh. I think good. if he was concerned about that, being the form of would be more than enough for Tom Cruise. How many forms would you go through before he got bored? <laughs> so anyway. We'll have to pause there for a mental moment, won't we? I think while we all consider that question. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, it, 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 make, it relates to you as well, sweetheart. You can have, you know, you, you presumably this fairy can take the form of like any bloke that you like. Oh. So works both ways. I don't, I don't think Joe got enough credit for his uh, hypothetical question earlier of what, what, why, why did they choose Br- Tom Cruise as the hero? Why not give it to Brown Tom to take on Darkness at the end? Because that would have been hilarious, wouldn't it? That, that bumbling leprechaun who had set out to settle for a, a lucrative sideline advertising breakfast cereals in, in a, yeah. Um, oh, honestly. He was good with their frying pan, though. Oh, when he took the arrow oh, to the head, that, that, that was my favourite part of the film. <laughs> why? Why? Right? Why did they appoint him the caretaker of the only unicorn left in the world? Why? Why did they do that? Because it had to be somebody. Oh God! It, but, could, it could have been anybody. It would, I guess they wouldn't have picked Jack because he's the main character. It's writing. He's, he's supposed to be protecting the unicorns, or is he on a mission to save Lily? I, I just he was no no he's supposed I'll to protect the unicorns well why didn't he, he stay with the unicorn then who uh brown town no oh jack oh. yeah protect the well, no, unicorn but they had to go get the other unicorn horn back from darkness so he had to get a suit of armor so they had to go and get the suit of armor ah well it's like playing capture the flag in call of duty if you go for the flag and you don't defend it you lose both flags Especially yeah. you get wiped out. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a good scenario you know, that way. You, basically. Um, I'd written, why is Tom Cruise's gang following him? He says he's not a fighter, but they all are because they're used to swatting stuff away with frying pans. Uh, if he's not a fighter, how has he lasted so long in the forest? He must have come across all these wild and wonderful creatures before. And he goes, well, I'm not a fighter. Well, how have you survived then? You never said he wasn't a fighter. He did. He did. Yeah, he, he said says, specifically, I'm not a fighter. Uh, Where to that effect? <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, Shimon. We're at the demon, the, the where he cuts the demon's head off. Uh, what? Hang on, you've skipped oh, a wait, bit. Have I skipped? Have I skipped a bit? Sorry. Oh, come on. This is a disjointed so, film. So he's got his scene, his scene Tinkerbell, who's tried to seduce him. Uh, sorry, Una the fairy. who's uh, and He's got his golden armor. And they're on their little mission now. And they cross the swamp and encounter that swamp hag um, who gets out Fox using the sort of reverse psychology trick that a four-year-old would find patronizing when he uh, appeals to her, her vanity. <laughs> um, so that demonstrates what a fighter is because he... He dispatches her in short order. Oh, well, in the director's cut, it's much longer. And he convinces her that she's beautiful. And she stares at the shield at her reflection. Because she's trying to eat him. And then does, does he lose his sword in in this version? Like it falls uh, into the, the lake? No, because he cuts her head off with it. Oh, no, yeah. So he ends up losing his sword. And he's trying to grab it without her. You know, trying to get her to look at herself in the reflection. So that he can chop her head off. It goes on longer. It's a better scene in the director's cut. 
Okay. Okay. And that's an amazing makeup job. I uh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So after Jack kills the pond woman, then. So that's when they yeah. enter the dungeons, isn't it? And um, hmm. they, they they muck around in the dungeons for quite a while. And one of their, um, yeah, there's an abrupt switching of kind of levels of sinister in this film, isn't there? Because after, after all these kind of fairly superficial woodland folk, there's this horrible nightmarish S and M cannibal ogre that appears and uh, yeah, puts one yeah. Of his eye, yeah, which is yeah. suddenly far more terrifying than anything we've seen so far. But luckily, the other shrug off is lost quite calmly. With hey, there's nothing we could do to save him and, and uh, leave him to his gruesome fate. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh... Can I ask the the meat table, for want of a better phrase, where are they getting this meat from? Surely the people in the forest would have realised that pe- that persons I don't know what the term is persons would have been disappearing. And not coming back. Not necessarily. Well, they don't wonder where little Jimmy's gone. He's it's, it's been gone well, for five were. years. This he is must have fell a... in the lake. He must have drowned. It's a quarter mile radius, though, where Hal is, isn't it? Like, it's round. not a quarter mile. It is. I mean, no, it's it not. <laughs> I wonder if it's anything to do that forbid, forbidding tower. That... <laughs> oh, we went out to get some wood. We never came back. Why is there loads of smoke coming out of that tower? Yeah. Are you guys a are bunch of burn, flat earthers? Are they, burning some, are they burning something in there? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 don't think, I don't think quibbling about the logistics of the supply chain is, is really at the heart of, <laughs> of legend. I think you're uh, I think you're maybe being a bit unfair in that in that criticism, really. I will say that's my least favorite part. Oh, we got there. We, we got to some criticism from Joe. No, I want to see more of hot Lily. You know, well, it's like you do though shortly, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fairy gives him an ultimatum and basically says, "Do all this stuff, otherwise I'm not going to get you out." But then they don't do it, and she still lets them out. Okay. Yeah. That um, worked then. So why did Mia Sarah go go off in one direction and everyone go off in the other? They caught her. They didn't. She was walking around. She was, she was randomly walking around, and then she finds a necklace. Oh, that. Yeah, well, where they let is her go. that? Because that looked like it was she was really little and she was walking through like loads of chess pieces. That was really weird. That was great cinematography. What? It was. I mean, I think that's classic. I'm surprised that hasn't been a meme. Looks incredible. Mm. I might create a few memes from this, but it won't be to <laughs> showcase it. This bit though that we're getting up to now is my favorite. So to, to support Joe here, it's my favorite part of the film when. Um, you know, the, the demon is exposed. He seduces her with his ideas and, you know, what he can offer her. She dances with that um, enchanted dress, I oh, think. Oh, hang on, hang on. That whole dance scene was like, hang on a minute, is this film turned into some dark ballet? Twin Peaks, I thought it turned into. Pretty it sexy. Just, it was just random. I would love to have seen more of this film. part of the film. This, this, this for me, was the, the best well, you... bit. International cut, maybe. What with the dance, the dancing gimp, as I called it. Yeah, it had like a gimp mask on, and I thought that stuff. was really cool the way that they did it. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Yes. No. It felt <laughs> like will it say... was um, Beauty and the Beast, but well, dark. yeah. I mean, it, it's a well. I was going to say before, it's kind of like Adam and Eve, like what she does. You know, like where, you know, Eve took the apple, she strokes the unicorn, you know, yeah. and then. Back to that we're thing. at this 
Temptation. Women's fault. But, yeah. but to your point, Amanda, it is obviously clearly heavily influenced by Beauty and the Beast as well. I think uh, that's that's fair to say. And I think Ridley Scott would acknowledge that. It's kind of an amalgamation of various fairy stories and gothic themes, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit random. I but then... Random ballet dancing with black gimp sparkly mask. <laughs> what did you say about Scarecrow's grasping at straws, Dom? <laughs> I'm just going to say I did a lot of that with that scene. (laughs) And and then I find out that she's 15 years old like a couple of weeks ago back then. Oh, Dave. I I, I just feel so dirty now. I wouldn't even have admitted that. I didn't even know that. She was 15 when she made this film. She was 15. But I blame Ridley Scott on that one. He's going to hell, not me. Not your inability to open up a film magazine and find out. Back in the 80s, well, no, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have said, and she's 15 years old, her birthday is going to be on this date, she'll be 16, and the year before she was 14, they don't do that, we didn't have internet back then, all I just know is like, what is this? See, I I haven't, I seen it before. I I feel kind of bad that um, I think she looked well sexy when she turned into the goth queen. She, She did. Yeah, oh, no. Well, wait a minute. I'm no, not allowed to say no. that. Now. I thought it was actually a boy. What? A boy? I thought it was a boy. <laughs> Yikes. Seriously. So, so flat. Like, I just... And the, the, the dress well, thing I like. came, like, down here. And I was just like, oh, I, I, who is that? We're all into stuff. I, I mean, I don't know. Didn't... That's, <laughs> mm. That's adequate not... for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to end up in an episode of Nonswatch, so I'm not going to you know, articulate my <laughs> thoughts about wearing that dress. But I definitely didn't think she looked boyish, and so I'd have to res- yes, respectfully disagree. Let's move on to safer territory, shall we? When that um, the the big reveal of darkness, and I agree, Joe, they shouldn't have shown him earlier on in the film. This should have mm. been the the proper reveal, but it's still a reveal of sorts. His cloven hoof steps out of the is it the wall or the mirror, and then and then this yeah. just like iconic. I kind of this is why I'm surprised you're not more familiar with legends, in particularly you, Charlie, but. Um, yeah, it's just great. That is that is such a good outfit, costume, makeup, design. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. Realisation. Yeah. So the feet then. Where, was he actually wearing hooves? Probably not. Because how would he have got his big feet in hooves? We just see close-ups of his feet. I don't know why he was wearing pants. <laughs> to be honest with you, if you're going to look at things like that. Because having a, having a large red... Yeah. <laughs> that was Remember his tail flop, flopping around might have, might have got them at 18 why have we degraded this film into some kind of teen porn kind of yes, it is a little bit thing. it's a little bit of soft porn I, I would you say think? yeah well it is for Joe can I just point out Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear pants so <laughs> you know he wears, a, he wears a vest and a t-shirt yeah hmm no, but this guy had no top on it either. So, like, I must have like, so, right? Yeah. If we're talking about kind of fantasies, I was a little bit turned on by the character. I must admit, I think it was by the Satan. Voice. Yeah, it was the voice. Oh my god, you're going to hell! <laughs> uh, I am, aren't I? <laughs> oh god! Right, okay. He <laughs> uh, was ripped. Yeah, that's fair to say. True, but that, but that's all fake, though. That's yeah, all makeup. But, you know. Well, just before we get to darkness, I wrote. They get to the gate and somebody says, well, there's nothing we can do to help her. So I was like, so what was the point of that film? What was the point of the film then? There's nothing you can do to help her. 
oh, wait a minute, the sun kills him. And then he says, bring light to darkness. They're surrounded by fire. It's not like that they're walking around like this going, oh, this is great. This is the ideal environment because I can't see anything. No, but there is fire Surrounded by fire, there, isn't there? Well, yeah, then... The sunlight is different than fire, though. Oh, it's different. Actually, oh, it's the sun be the is right a big ball of, of fire, though, isn't it? Yes. Ah. Touche, Joe. I don't know touche. <laughs> the fire that they had was underground, and it's just fire. Sun... Different He's type a... of fire now? Sunshine okay. is his destroyer. You know, <laughs> and he wants to live in the darkness. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got fires to cook his meat and all that. That's another thing I thought was kind of weird. Like I said, I don't understand why Satan would have pants and, you know, who cooks his <laughs> meat? Where does he get these glasses, you know, to drink his wine? Hmm. I always felt that way with the, you know, not the Hulk, Doomsday. I was like, where did he get pants from? You know, <laughs> well, you guys would have to know who Doomsday is. I know he's who Doomsday is. Superman's villain. But yes. anyway. I'm just still getting long, the fact that long pants because it looks like a lot of the people in the forest are small. So he's had well, them specially made. They had to hide his todger. Yeah, exactly. Who's making his? Oh, who's making the? Maybe little Jimmy who got lost five years ago is well, making. Is the tailor? What are we expecting? Legend two, where they do a deep dive on the economics of the woodland folk, and uh, yeah, it's all it's oh. all based on a breakfast cereal economy. I think that's how it works. Yeah, if, uh, lucky charms are their their primary exports. The tailor's cut. Yeah, and when they finally get the, I mean, the fight is completely unbelievable. Oh, it's um, terrible. But then the bit with light. What I just wondered is, and I wrote this, and I'm going to have to say it like this: Why does light blow the bloody doors off? Once light comes through and suddenly the, the doors evaporate. This it's is light. a fantasy. It's a magical it's story. It's not magical. It's not necessarily Earth. I mean, it's like it may be another universe. I was rooting for evil to win by this stage of the film, I think. Yeah, I would have I was quite happy for, for Darkness to have won, I think, and had his wicked way. Have and then I found about... out she was 15, so not anymore. Have you uh, talked about the elf pie at all yet? Oh, well, it's, it's, that's not a metaphor euphemism <laughs> elf okay please continue sorry oh, oh my god no when they go to uh kind of on that mission to get into the room the elf that got carried away not not as in mentally carried away but physically carried away by the ogre um when they were in the in the cells uh, yeah. ended up in a big pie but the lid on the pie was, was so thin, he would have just gone pop. Literally, all you need to do is stand up to get out. But they up. made such a big deal of having to use the sword to cut the top of the pie off. And you're like, well. they're horrible cooks. I mean, first of all, why wouldn't they kill him first? And the birds too. The birds flew out once they opened off the the pie lid. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, well, we said we keep it to an hour and a half, so I think we've we should move on to scores, should we? No, no, no. I've not finished. Oh, oh, just because you were all oh, right, just because you're away for. Oh no, is it, you're going back to things at the end? No, end well, of the film. yeah. Let, let's at okay, least sorry, get to the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. Okay, we haven't covered the end of the film yet. We we, we have the light we blew haven't. the doors off and end. No, because there's stuff that happens after that, babe, oh, isn't God, there? Oh, God, it's like Lord of the Rings. It just never ends. <sighs> okay. 
Right. So then it's back to that quest for her ring again, isn't it? Because she's like in this deep sleep, isn't she? Yeah. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'd given up. Okay, you'd given up by that point. We well, smacked her. Like, well, one thing I wanted to say too is the one thing that they do with this film is you do feel a little sympathy for darkness. No. Nobody does. No. Um. So this quest for her ring. <laughs> okay. He goes back. <laughs> Sorry, no. To, to go and dive to get the ring, and then finds the ring, doesn't he? Is that like? Back to the beginning of the film, as if it had never happened, oh. or has it happened? And he's actually gone back out to go and get the ring that she plopped into the. He was unable to retrieve it because the lake froze over, didn't he? When the yeah, unicorn, and yeah. then it's now not frozen because all so, that stuff's happened. So is it a bit like Back to the Future? Is it I've gone back in time to <laughs> find the ring again and? I just didn't understand it. And if they didn't go back in time and they've all gone back to the place where they were before, but in real time, um, she's in different clothes. She's not in her black gown. So does that mean they've stripped her? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's 15, Joe. Grim. And, (laughs) And put her in her other clothes. Yeah, that's what I always think. It's like I somebody took her clothes that. off and put them on. And then and how missed come that there are two unicorns <laughs> again? Because like they killed one. How I, I don't I well, don't they, understand they, it. All right, well, well, I did want to bring up the uh, the director's cut. So in okay. the director's cut, they kind of imply like when he kisses Lily and he puts the ring on her and all that crap. Puts the ring she, on it. Yeah, puts a ring on it. She wakes up and she says, "I had the most terrible dream." And Jack kind of implies to her that it was a dream, you know. Like even Dal- though I don't think like Dallas, like Dallas, like Bobby yeah. Ewing in the shower, yeah. And I don't like that because that's like kind of like a little cheap, you yes. know, for the audience. I don't think that that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's the part I don't. I prefer the theatrical one where it's like she knows that Jack had rescued her. It's just anyway. I'm sorry. What, what were the questions you were asking for? <laughs> I mean, I know you asked about the clothes. You have yeah, taken a bit. Of, definitely... You have taken yeah, a bit ha- of a battering over the last hour and a half, Joe. To be fair, no, I haven't. I've been successful. I yeah, think a lot of people well. are are on Team Joe and saying, you know what, I love this film. Well, please it's write a cult in classic. and say, please yeah. write in if you tell me if you're on Team Joe. <laughs> love that. At, at this yeah. point, I should put in the sound of birds cheeping in the morning. I do. I do think it's a little harsh to criticize the film and. By extension, Joe, when I'm not entirely sure you would have fully listened to all of the plot, an explanation as to why things have happened because there's no time travel involved in this film. Where's that come from? Um, yeah, and there's no like we're, we're going to rescue Lily, that's the main goal of the film. Yeah, but I didn't understand how they were back at the thing again with her. Well, in they they picked clothes. her up, they threw her on the floor, they yeah. took her clothes off, they put on her old clothes, and that was that. Mm. And then Huey Lewis comes out singing Power of Love. (laughs) The Power of Love. On that note, come on. I think we are now at the end, aren't we? We are at the end. So, yeah, let's do the scores. Um, I don't know. Well, Dom goes last because it is his film. So, yeah, I might as well go. I did say I'd had a a, a point on for something. Um, I forgot what it was. 
Mia. Uh, Mia Sarah. Right, I had a point on. Oh, which has now elevated this film to a three. Um, it actually not all uh, that was elevated. To be well, to be fair, actually, it was. I, I can never see me even acknowledging this film ever. After this, I'm going to get those memory wipe thing from Men in Black and just, I just it's, and just go. I've never seen this film. What did you score Willow? How does this compare to Willow? I would watch Willow ten times in a row than I'd ever watch this again. God. And I don't like. I'd give Willow. In re, Willow from when I watched it. Eight, nine, uh, no, eight. <laughs> Willow, when I watched it recently, I just felt embarrassed for my family <laughs> that I'm ha- that having to sit through this. That's that's a four, whereas this is a two. Uh, it's a two. It's a three or two. That's just, that's me. <laughs> Amanda, you might as well just follow after me. I mean, yeah, we'll get I, it out of the way and have some positive from Joe. I'm really sorry, but for me, it's a two. Whoa, it's spinal tap territory. And and like like the two were uh, uh, completely. The only know. reason why it's got two is because Tom Cruise does look quite tasty, and the devil was a bit of a turn on. And if you had to choose between them, Amanda, I think that's the question we're all wondering about now, isn't it? Um, I'll be the Adams. devil, wouldn't it? I'll just park that there. Oh, I'll be the devil, would it? I've gone that yeah. colour before when I had a day at the cricket with no sun cream on, and um, yeah, <laughs> that's what floats your boat. I can send you some pictures. Did from, you, from did that you have day. a couple of horns as well? Uh, yeah, uh, very good. Uh, Dom will remember when I I equally didn't put the cricket cream on at the cricket on a different cricket match, and had to take a day off the next day <laughs> simply because it was that bad that if I'd gone into it, I'd never would have, I'd never would have, I'd never oh. lived it down. I have actually got photos from that day. My, my abiding memory of it is when that Trump laughed at you. You know, some some guy who was so badly <laughs> down on his luck that he taken to homelessness and destitution was laughing at you. <laughs> he had the moral high ground. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I love this movie. I there's so much about it that I like. I like that it's a fantasy. I like the set which we really didn't talk about is basically all indoors, which is incredible. Um, I like the musical score. Both of them are, are very good. And I like that there's two different versions. So again, if you are a fan of the theatrical one, the director's cut is kind of like, what would you call it? Like a compendium to it where it's, I want to see it a little different. It's, it's, very similar in ways but it's also it could have gone a completely different way you know with some of the scenes and i think that that's fun like it's like watching say the wizard of oz and all of a sudden they discovered that there's a longer version but things are slightly different it's kind of like in a way a bit of history which i know you'll thumb your nose at you know right i love history no, that I consider this to be history, legend. I, I I just pity the people that go and watch Top Gun and go, oh my god, that was brilliant. It had planes, had aircraft carrier, it had Goose, Iceman. Oh, it was wonderful. Let's go and check out his other films. The Get Out Legend. Stick it in the VCR and go. What the jiggins is this? <laughs> I I think I'd prefer to watch Legend over Top Gun. I think right, Top Gun well. is just a music video, you know, that took advantage of like the MTV generation. The 
the, the, wow. that sound that sound I may or may not put in is a flat line. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I just, just killed the it. podcast. Jerry, you just killed no, it. No, I, no, I did not. I think there's a lot of people that will listen to this and say, uh, the, maybe they the, won't agree with the Top Gun thing, but yes. I think they're going to say, I, I did enjoy it. No, 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 no. I meant the Top Gun reference. I think, I think you're, I, I, I see, look, I'm, I'm passionate about how the duck back to school and things like that. And I realize that I'm on my own on that one, apart from Amanda who thinks it's above average. So that's fine. I'm passionate yeah. about how the duck, that's a sentence that's never previously been uttered in human history. I think that's, oh. that's the first time. You should go back and listen to our podcast and listen to it uh, very much. Anyway, Dom, your score before we All do right. the draw for the next film. Oh, I'm just saying my score was an Oh, eight. yeah. Sorry, Joe. Go oh, sorry. Eight. 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 All right. Okay. So, I think from my, my perspective, that I'm going to write down me... Dom's score. Wait a minute. I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper. And All then... right. All right. So I think there are some glaring issues with this film in terms of editing, pacing, plot development. The execution is simply poor in places. And um, for me personally, the woodland folk, despite their brilliant um, prosthetics, etc., go from irritating to excruciating by the end of the film. Um, and I can understand why it kind of kiboshed the fantasy genre for the best part of 10, 15 years upon its release. But, you know, however, however, I think there's some excellent, memorable scenes in it i think tim curry as the demon is exceptional um and where he tries to seduce the princess personally i liked that scene where she dances with the dress i think that's you know shows the film it could have been if ridley scott had, hadn't been on an off day or you know wasn't distracted by some of his other projects and um ultimately what i most enjoyed was revisiting this film and discussing it with the three of you that's what i'm trying to achieve with all my pods thank you and I've no, i have no regrets for my choice but if you push me for a score I'm afraid, Joe, with all due respect for me, it's a three and a half out of ten. Ooh, oh. I, I thought you were going to be far more stung. generous. I put five. I thought it'd I be thought, five. I thought it was going to be five, too. Everything that was, was a five. sting. Three and, and a half. I was, like, I was about to say, yeah, five's okay, Dom. And you're like, three and a half. What? I think it's a below average. Yeah, I think, you know, it's probably the lowest score I've issued since Real Genius. I, I much prefer it to Real Genius. I think that truly is trash, but... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Real oh, genius what? sucks. Oh, shut up, you lot! Real genius is is. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, this is probably my Howard the Duck. Then okay, you know that's fine. We all have a Howard the Duck. <laughs> Speaking of your uh, film choices, Joe, it's all you this time. Is it really? Yeah, it's your turn. Are we? We thought we were going to do this. I could, I could put, I could put all the others in with it. If you want, or you can just have your choice. Bearing in mind, if you had a problem with Dom trying to uh, tear it up and be uh, uh, an anarchist by putting this film into the podcast, we've got Joe Stinker coming up. Woo-hoo-hoo. Is it going to be next? Might be. Ready? Right. I haven't sanitated it in, otherwise it would be... Uh, we could, can we just we have could... a look and just see how many are actually in the hat? And it's not just one. Okay, hey, there are still things in two. there. Okay, two. Yeah, All right, cool. Gryffindor. Sorry, I, <laughs> could, I could not say it. Right, I wouldn't do it. To, I, I wouldn't rig it so that it would come out as Joe's legend version of legend. But here we go. I've got it. Might be. Oh, thank God. Nineteen eighty nine Batman film. Thank goodness. All right. Quality Which choice, there, Joe. 
Quality the Michael, choice. The Michael Keaton okay. one with Jack Nicholson, the Joker. Is that got Michelle Pfeiffer in it? That's Batman no. Returns. Oh, is it got Kim Passenger in it? <laughs> yes. I thought we were going to play a game. Has it got <laughs> Alan Elder in it? Has it got Michael Caine in it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, does it have Catwoman in it? No. So does it have Michelle Pfeiffer in it? No. It's got it's like guess, Vale. Guess, guess who? Vicky Vale, because Prince yes. did the soundtrack. Oh, exactly. I think this is, I've got to say personally, Joe, I think this is a masterstroke film to pick. And how we haven't done it so far, I don't, I don't know. But it's very timely with what's gone on. Uh, recently with the Flash movie, so yeah, mm. yeah, a great choice. Can't wait. Mm. Have any of you seen the Flash? I haven't. No. Apart from no. me, no. I- I've seen it. I actually don't think it's as bad as what people are making it out to be. No, it's it, it's not a good film, but it's not a bad film either. Yeah. So yes, plenty to talk about. Well, mm. I don't know if I need to click the this this podcast contains explicit material but i think we skirted around it enough Got there was two... a couple of s bombs some reference to Is rings that, to i horns. think that's all right mm-hmm. i think that's fine we were talking yeah. about unicorns obviously objectifying so. 15 year old girls oh you know <laughs> wholesome family entertainment yeah but we but didn't know uh, all right okay oh, god that sounds like a really really poor defense isn't it look it's just in the context of all right youtube <laughs> youtube algorithm i'll take you on how many nuns are listening to this podcast? Well, I think. Well, let's they're, end cur- it there. they're currently all praying for Amanda's soul after her uh, controversial assessment of the devil earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, infatuation. Yeah, yeah. true. That may Sorry. just like if one is on a deathbed and she's like, "Oh, I want to put that rustic junk on," and they're doing one of my favorite movies, Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the goblin no, back no, again? No, no, don't go with Satan, no. <laughs> Dear much me. More fun. <laughs> how are we going to, how can we, well, we, we just have to end the podcast. Can <laughs> I, oh, before I go, write to us, everyone. We'd love you to write to us. Just write. get in touch on, write. What, on a postcard? No, write a, a message to us on um, no, Facebook a comment Messenger. on YouTube. Or, yeah, yeah or comment on YouTube. People do. Wall Street, Wall Street took off. Wall Street was brilliant, and that, um, and I do apologise for those watching on YouTube, where you get um, the the latest one for Wall Street. That's me trying to do a a, a YouTube short, and I know it wasn't was, good, but I'm learning. I, I liked it. Well, I know I like the editing was okay, but you should have been able to at least see people, which would have been probably a good thing, rather than little dots. It's like pixelated uh, pixelated characters. Might as well be Mario. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I will, I will get better at that. I will. So, um, two weeks' time, we'll be doing Batman. I can't wait. I've got the 4K version, sweetheart, so we can watch it in uh, wonderful lovely. 4K. Thank you. Excellent. Right. After that, where, where do we go apart from just saying goodbye? So I'm going to say cheerio. We do this, wait a minute. Right. We do this every... We need to get... <laughs> right. We need to have some sort of system in this because it's always me saying cheerio and then there's a gap of about 20 years <laughs> until somebody goes is it me or if i say it now am i going to say it at the same time as somebody else well, so i always go last well well it, we still have to work out who's gonna go next yeah it's me or dom right so it's, it's i think fun, fun fights between the boys then right i uh, i'll say cheerio then it's you joe then it's you dom are you keeping okay. us in by the way 
Yeah, what the hell? I, yeah. I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think people love the erratic nature of this podcast. I don't think they, they listen to it for the <laughs> slick editing. I don't think they, they, they come here for the... Uh, I mean, we have to, we've only very rarely taken things out. Somebody's just put the boot into Ridley Scott over his editing. You're on, you're on thin ice here, I think, Charlie. You know. <laughs> yes, but I'm learning. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Right. Go on, right. So, go for it. Okay, go. right. Okay, so, cheerio. Adios, amigos. <laughs> Are we the same? Oh, good Lord. Right. Toodle pip. Bye.